You are listening to Jai Long, and this is Make Your Break. Hey, welcome back to the show. Hey, today I've got a special episode for you because Louisa is an amazing photographer that's based in New Zealand, and she actually dropped past my house and stopped in for a mentoring session. And we thought, why not turn this into an episode on the podcast to share with everybody because some interesting conversations do happen along the way. Now, over the next 45 minutes, I talked to Louisa about her problem right now where she has hit some massive milestones, massive goals, creates incredible work, has lots of work, is very busy. She's inside the six-figure business map. You know, she's hitting big wins, but now she's feeling like she's not fulfilled with doing the same thing over and over. Now, as business owners, a lot of the times, like we love to be creative, we love to push the envelope and we love to do something a little bit different and push ourselves, right? We love challenges, we love problems and everything else. Now with Louisa, her work is so incredible, but she's shot so many weddings now. So she is a wedding photographer and the conversation goes down the road of what happens when you're no longer 100% excited to be shooting weddings or doing the craft that has brought you all the success and happiness in the past, but no longer are you getting those returns, right? It's kind of like money. A lot of the times we set out and we do something. Once we get a little bit of money, once we hit some accolades, once we get some awards, once whatever happens, it has a diminishing result on happiness. Because when we first do it, when we first make our first dollar in our business, it's, it's probably the happiest moment of our lives. Then it gets to $10,000 and it's, and it's still really happy, 100, really happy. And as you start going up a little bit, you get less and less happiness from it because after a while it's expected and you worked for it and you know what's going to happen and, and it just becomes that, right? So same as like the first wedding, if you're a wedding photographer, the first wedding you've ever shot, man, most exciting moment of your life. I remember every detail from the first wedding that I ever shot. The second one, third one, like really exciting. 14th one, super exciting. Get to maybe the 100th wedding, probably less exciting for me personally. Once I got to my 400th wedding, it was getting less and less exciting. And once I got to my 500th wedding, yes, I do remember that one because it was the last wedding I ever shot, but you no longer feel challenged and pushed, right? You can get out there and you can make things happen and you know what works and what doesn't. You start getting comfortable with your craft. So yeah, we talk about what's the next step when you start getting comfortable, entrepreneurship versus business owner and how that looks for us and what is the next steps for us and what can we do to keep ourselves inspired, motivated and moving forward without jeopardizing everything that we've built. I think it's going to be really interesting and I can't wait for you to listen. Now, if you want to win a free mentoring session with me, just like this one, all you have to do is leave this podcast a review And you can do that on the Apple Podcast app. If you haven't done so yet, please do. I read every single one. I think we've got about 12 reviews this week and they've been amazing. Thank you so much if you just left us a review. And you're in the run-in to win a 45-minute one-on-one session with myself where I can dive deep into some strategies and help you get over your roadblocks and through those mental blocks as well. So whatever's holding you back right now, or maybe you're looking for your next level of self, we can dive in and do it together. Why not? It's going to be a lot of fun. Hey, who knows? Maybe we can record it and put on the podcast as well. That could be really cool. So please go ahead, do that and um, enjoy today's episode. Hi Jai, just wanted to pick your brain on a few things. So I'm a photographer from Germany based in New Zealand and I've been doing full-time photography since three, four years now and it's going really well. But yeah, I'm definitely hitting some... Congratulations. Thank you. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, Through COVID and stuff, of course, picked up some other things since, you know, except wedding photography, did some commercial work and do a bit of branding and stuff. So I took my toes into a few other things. But yeah, I hit a bit of a rock where, where I was like, okay... I have so many ideas in my head, but I'm like a bit stuck into wedding photography right now. And I always wanted to potentially offer some workshops or something, especially where I'm based in, in the mountains of New Zealand. It's so pretty and people always message me, oh, you should do this, you should do that. So kind of like thinking about other things, but then not quite sure if I'm ready or how to approach it. And yeah, how to kind of like streamline all my ideas and at the same time have my photography business still up and running. But so that I maybe want to do a bit of less work on that front and, and just trying to, yeah, get some other income streams. So is your wedding photography business running perfectly right now? 
Definitely not perfectly. No, I definitely can automize. Yeah, kind of like make make my system more automatic and improve that. But I'm getting yeah really consistent inquiries, so that's been going really well. But, but you've been getting inquiries and you've been booking lots of work. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yes. But at the same time, I like. So I'm going as well to Europe every summer. So I do kind of like summer in Europe, summer in New Zealand. So yes, so I'm getting a few destination weddings, which is cool. I would love to pick up more, but it's definitely that I would love to have something else to focus on mm-hmm. potentially. Do you want to focus up on something else to like bring in more work, more money, or is it because uh, you want to be feeling inspired again? Or so what's the underlying reason why you want to like expand out? Probably like a bit of a challenge creatively I guess so I feel like creatively not that much challenge anymore with my weddings even though I love them you know some weddings I'm like oh yes it's so cool or boom weddings overseas but I feel like sometimes I see the same thing over and over again yeah. and I, I definitely don't feel as creative as I you know when I was starting out yeah so yeah I feel like I'm definitely up for change yeah it's something you need to work out like where for your next step and stage of your business and life basically it's like what can you put into your business now to challenge you and meet you creatively so you feel like you're back in that zone again yes exactly yeah 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 um it's so interesting because often like we start expanding out our businesses before our business is perfect and what happens is we add on more work because <laughs> we got to work on our business and then, and that takes up a lot of time, but then you end up with more projects and then we end up being less impactful and then you make less money as well. So the lowest hanging fruit to make money is like from your business now, but there's a few different things. It's kind of like when someone says, I want to be a destination wedding photographer. And then I say, why? And I'm like, well, because I want to travel. A lot of times when you sort of dig it deeper, it works out that it's better to shoot locally and then get more money and then travel. So it's like we don't need to tie work into what we want to do all the time. Yeah. So it's even with this, it's like you could make more money from your business and then maybe you could hire more people or do something where it gives you more time and then you could take on different projects that for you is like more of a passion project. I know for me, like I take on so many passion projects because I, I love them. Like, you know, like for me, like doing a workshop or I did a retreat last week and it was just a passion project. I wasn't making any money. When I do a podcast and things like that, it's all just passion. And I do that because, like, it keeps me alive. But I make sure my business is, like, running so well before I can take that on because otherwise I know I'd just take no extra stress. Yes, yes. That's what I'm feeling right now. I feel like I haven't... I, I want to, like, outsource way much more in the photography business. And I've now got some associate tutors to kind of, like, do some work for me, especially while I'm, like, traveling and stuff. That's been going well. But I think I could extend that part to have, like, my photography business kind of up, up and running and making very consistent money even though maybe put it not there yeah, yeah. but at the same time then having more time to put my you know funds out thing exactly yeah so with your business um i know you talked about doing workshops and maybe even like editorial stuff and like a whole bunch of other things would you do that under the umbrella of your business now or would you start different things that's the big question because, yeah, my photography business is called Louise Avenue Photography, pretty much. Yeah. And um, my partner is, is part of this with his videography. So, yeah. yeah, it's pretty much under my name right now in the wedding scene. And we have a commercial business at the same time where he does more like commercial videography, promo films and stuff. So we already have quite a few like things under this brand. Yeah, so I think I potentially could do the workshops under, under that same business. But then, yeah. I mean, and so, I mean, there's two different ways. Like one way is sort of like, basically like your brand is, is basically the same as like a supermarket. And so what you do is it stocks other things in the supermarket, right? So you go and there's lots of different brands. And so it's an overarching umbrella. And then with inside that, you've got more and more products and you're just basically adding another product to the infrastructure that you've already got to the same audience and everything else. Or the other way is you rinse and repeat the business that you've already created. You can literally like cut and paste your website and create a whole new website that looks exactly the same, maybe change up the photos. And then you could have like a whole education section on that as well. I personally do it that way because I don't really cross-pollinate all my audience and I like to have a strong, clear message to my audience because if I don't have that, it becomes really hard, right? So if I'm like one minute, hey, so like... I'm shooting island editorials right now, all these modern weddings. And like, if you're getting, if you're in Ganges, you should get in touch. And then the next day I'm like, and we're doing like a photo walk in New Zealand, like bring your cameras. It like, 
convolutes the message and then it can become harder. And for me, because I'm like so relentless with like my marketing and stuff, like the most important thing is to have a clear message on exactly what I'm doing and then just repeating and repeating. That's why I can have lots of businesses. Yes. The other thing is we're having lots of businesses is you can hire people specifically for that business. So for instance, if you're an education company, you can hire a VA that just checks the emails once a day, seven days a week. So that's seven hours a week. And then that way, you know, that's ticking along when you're out shooting and you're traveling and you're doing the other things and you're not dropping the ball on that, if that makes sense. Yeah. And then they're not confused on what business do they work for because it's like, oh, a wedding client's got in touch. And then what do I do with that person? Where they just monitor the emails just for your education. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So I, these are like very practical ways of doing it, I guess. And like, I feel like you're sort of in a zone where you're searching for something where it's like can push you to another level. Like, yeah, yeah, a bit of a challenge, but yeah. like, I always need to see something new. I feel like every few years I like change, change my life, do something different. Mm. And I'm at that stage now. It's like, hey, yeah, wedding photography in in Wanaka where now is is great. You know, I do love it. But at some point, yeah, I just don't... Tell me about that. Is it, are, are you like... So wedding photography, you say you've seen a lot, you know, so tell me about that stage of life that you're in right now because I think not many people ever hear about that. You know, so it's like gets to a point where it's like, ah, man, like I've shot 500 weddings. Yes, I'll. Yeah. So I obviously don't have the same spark and hop as I did on day two as I did as day 498. Yes, yes. So you sort of get into a space where you feel comfortable with your job and then... yeah. And then that becomes less fulfilling. Yeah, super comfortable. Like I would say the most important part is now meeting different people or it is like a new venue or something. But most of the time, literally, like I fly with helicopters all the time. I'm not even excited about it anymore. Like five years ago, it would have been the dream. But I feel like it's now, I kind of like achieved it now and I do it so many times. So it's like, okay, what's next? I need a new challenge. I want to see new things and travel to new places and I'm not sure if, for example, when I first got into wedding photography, I got into it because, ooh, it's, I'm in a place where there's lots of wedding photographers, you know, it's like really beautiful and I can, you know, make a job out of it. But I actually didn't choose it for the lifestyle. Yeah. Now I'm getting inquiries for 2025 and I absolutely don't want to book it because I feel like I thrive of freedom and uncertainty. Booking things out two years in advance gives me anxiety. I'm like, I don't want to know where I'm going to be in two years' time. So I feel like the industry is good because it gives you security, but at the same time, it might not actually be what I want and need because I'm a very spontaneous person. I love to travel. I don't know if I'm based in New Zealand in two years. So yeah, yeah. that kind of like, I feel like I put myself into a box too soon where I'm not sure where I'm going to go. And I feel like I could do so many different things. So basically what you're talking about is the tension between being a business owner and entrepreneur. And entrepreneurs, they, the downfall is they sabotage themselves all the time because they get bored really easily. And then business owners, they thrive for the rinse and repeat, do the thing over and over, got security. And then for the rest of their lives, they know they can do the thing. And so like a lot of us, like we don't even know the difference between those two, but sometimes you, for a business to grow to another level, like entrepreneurs never do that business owners do it. And that's why an entrepreneur will build a business and then they hire a CEO and then the CEO runs the business whilst the entrepreneur goes off and does something else. So, so like even just thinking of big people like um, Elon Musk, for instance, like he'll build something and then he'll move to the next thing and build something and then move to the next thing and buy Twitter and then move to the next thing because he likes to build and lead. And so with what you're doing, it's good to do it, but you just need to know that you can... A lot of work can get undone because you, you get bored of things and then you want to move forward. So one of the best things to do is just to know that I'm not a business owner, I'm an entrepreneur, and it's the same as for me. So the skills that I lack as an entrepreneur is always leadership. Like entrepreneurs think they can do everything themselves. Um, they rarely want to hire people or bring people in or let people share their vision or anything else. They don't want to ever be told what to do. So they're, they're actually terrible uh, employees and they're terrible leaders, but they're visionaries. And because they go with their imagination and stuff, they're keen to go and do the thing. So what we need to know is if we're bad at running a business and that's not what we do, then maybe that's the first person we need to hire, like a manager that manages this business, for instance, like your wedding photography business. And then that manager can literally hire like a DA that like gets back to the emails of things. And then it may not be as hard for you to show up and just to shoot a wedding or just to show up and do those things 
And then you've got so much more time to actually go out there and like try some harder things, like things that like make you more alive, you know? Yes, yes. So I wanted to dip my toe more into like fashion photography, yeah. being in Europe, but of yeah. course of Paris, like all those kind of things that I can do over there where, where it really gets me excited instead of booking another wedding, you know? Um, so it, it's just the creative challenge, I guess, that, that I really like and just learning something new. I'm not saying that I'm like amazing at wedding photography, you know, there's so many people better than me, but I feel like it is something that is in, in some ways quite repetitive. I totally get it. And like one of the, um, so for you to hit your next level is like you learned a lot of things building your first business. Like, is this your first business, the wedding photography business, or you have one? Yes, no, it was my first business. Yeah, yeah. so you've learned a lot of things. And as a wedding photographer, you learned by the ins and outs of just way too many things. You wear too many hats, right? And so you learn so much, but your learning curve probably flattened out a little bit with your business. And then so you feel like you're not like pushing yourself and growing that. But what the amazing thing is, you've generated and created something from nothing that actually makes you money. And for your next level is to bring in that money, but then use it for your next passion, right? So like if, if you look at him, like going back to like Elon Musk, if you look at what he did is like he starts PayPal, but then uses or started X and then sold that to PayPal and then got all this money and then put it in Tesla and then got all that money and then put it in SpaceX and then got all that money and then put it in the Twitter. And so you use that for your next level because if you don't do that, then you're kind of stuck at ground one, which is actually the shit bit, like starting from the very start with no money, no resources, no connections, no networks, you know, and all that kind of stuff. So it gives you a really good springboard, but I don't want you to like let go of this at all. Um, you just need to streamline it. And once you streamline it, like there's a reason for it, you can start traveling the world and doing like editorial fashion, like branching out knowing that you've got a full safety net and you can literally start experimenting and going further out of your comfort zone, if that makes sense. Yes. Yes. Yeah. That's what I was thinking. Like I have so much knowledge yeah. and um, people always want to connect. And I feel like I'm quite good with like people in general and connecting and and I've been to like wedding photography workshops myself. I was like, oh, actually this experience wasn't that great. Like it could be so much better. Yeah. And um, so I have been thinking of, yeah, doing an experience for people, you know, that, that might be with like a creative challenge, something. I'm not sure something I'm passionate about that I would buy if I would see it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Or even just getting people the, the, the chance to do something and getting a helicopter to Coronel Peak or something, which is, you know, special for them. So I'm not quite sure, should I, you know, maybe do go into a bit more the fashion editorial thing? Should I maybe branch out into doing some like online products that gives me money that I can just, you know, market the hell out of it or, or something? There's so many options. I just want to have also do different income streams, ideally. So it's not just me having to do the work. Yeah, of course, like what, what you said with the wedding photography business, if I get someone in and some other people might be shooting it. But I'm not right, right now sure where to start or should I put it? Well, I guess like the biggest question is, because you're talking about different income streams and starting digital products and things like that. It's like, what is the goal? Like, are you trying to make a lot of money or are you trying to broaden skills or are you trying to, like, you need to know what that goal is because so often we have a goal that's so not in line with like making more money, but then we chase that and then we realize at the end of it, man, that's not actually what I wanted to do. You know, so like, what is your unrealistic goal of you pushing forward, if you see yourself in like three years' time? Yeah, ideally shooting some kind of fashion editorials. <laughs> that would be yeah, okay, amazing. So. Well, there it is. Like, I feel like, you know, that's the first thing that comes to your mind. And so when I think about that, it's like there's so many things you can do in that world. And just to like put it out there, like one thing you could do, fashion editorial stuff, you could shoot brands from all over the world and you could do that in New Zealand and that would be really cool. Look, I've got a fashion brand myself. And we have even contacted people in Queenstown and stuff like that to do photo shoots. Mm. We haven't been able to find anybody. So I feel like you could do that. And then you were talking about like doing retreats and workshops and stuff. You could literally have a fashion workshop. You don't have to be the main educator. Okay. You could hire all the educators you want to learn from and you can either curate. So you're basically curating all the education. You get to sit in, learn, listen to everything, create an experience, extend your network, and then like supercharge your career in that sense as well because you get known by everybody so there's like a whole bunch of ways that you can sort of start layering that depending on how ambitious you want to be or how serious you want to be with like going down that path yes but you could smash all this stuff together you know like why not create a workshop or do something like that yeah yeah that's so true because i feel like i have the knowledge people ask me my dms quite often it's like hey what would you know tips for here and there 
and and it's such a destination for people to come to. I feel like while I'm there, it would be stupid maybe not to use that and to give it the goal, right? Yeah. And and I was also thinking because I want to go to like different places in Europe at the same time and why not even offering something there, you know, going to Greece or to Paris, you know, and doing something there. It's like, that means no one has to book me there for a wedding. I can still, you know, do something there. Yeah. That's not just holiday, actually. Yeah. Make some money and seeing the place and like I said, creating something. Yeah, I think that's really good. Like, I think, honestly, if I was you just going down this path, I would start a second business because I just wouldn't want to have, like, just, I'm looking at your website right now. It's like beautiful. I would use the same branding because you don't want to be too far removed from your business. But I would personally would use the same branding, same font, same everything, and then I would rinse and repeat and then I would create something that does like editorial. Like you could do editorial uh, fashion, you could do experiences. So if you call them experiences and you'd have education for photographers and things like that, and then you've got a whole ecosystem around something completely new because... It's not like you're learning photography just because you're changing niche. Like you're already a professional photographer and you take the style of photos. I'm guessing they're not going to be very different from your wedding photos. I mean, when I look at these, they're like very timeless and they're very editorial anyway, you know? Yeah, that's what I love. Yeah. And so it's not like you're starting from scratch and you're an imposter or anything. You're literally just like rebranding and launching something that it's like right now a passion project. Really? Mm. That you get to work on on the side, which is really cool. Yeah. But would you then yeah, detach it from kind of like the name, right? You would say you would... I would. No? No, so right now you've got your name and then photography. So right now your website's just your name. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so, I mean, you could call it the same name, but you could just have fashion on the end of it. Mm-hmm. You could have editorials on the end of it or, you know, like whatever it is. Like, I think um, in this day and age, like people... Like one of the worst things you can do is start a whole new name and a whole new brand because you have to start from scratch on who you are, but you've already got, you've already built a brand. And so people will follow you because of you, not because your product. And so it means you can go across channels and you can do different products. Like I would still love following you if you start doing editorials and start doing a workshop and things like that because it becomes a personal brand over like a product-based brand. Yes. So I would keep it essentially the same. Yeah. Yeah. Because I did my net opposite. Like I had Free the Bird, which is my wedding photography, because I actually didn't want that to be my name. And I wanted to sell it at the end and I did do that. And so for me, it was like completely separate. And then my stuff was Jai Long, which is all my education and all that stuff. Yes. Yes, exactly. Yeah. And that's working really well. Yeah. Because I love thinking, you know, rebranding is always a thing, but I, I love the brand that I have built and I still, you know, yeah, love everything I've put in there. So it would be a shame. Yeah, like I said, starting from scratch. Yeah, you don't. You never need to start from scratch and just go verticals. And like one thing you could literally do is just cut and paste your website, change it up a little bit, and then launch it, and you and you're done. And you know it works. You know your other clients are going to resonate with it and things like that. And you already love it, and you've already put in so much work and stuff. So it is low hanging fruit, and it's like the easiest way to get something out there for you. Yeah, because I always listen to your podcast, the um, Educators Rising ones. Yeah. And where you said, you know, different things like, yeah, you can do whatever, uh, podcasts and stuff, you know, giving back to community and stuff. But, um, yeah, like, would you, would you recommend still doing some kind of like online product so you can, you know, market that a lot and like, I don't know, the basic photography workshop, for example, you know, filming at my partner's videographer so we could, you know, easily get something together. Mm. But then, yeah, I'm just thinking about, I don't want to do too many things, you know, ideally just focusing yeah. on like, I did one or two pairs. So there's going to be a lot of learning fruit for sure. Like, so your example was like, what was it? Basics of photography or something? Yeah. Yeah. So the only problem is with like education in the, in the photography space, it's, it's like the most flooded out of all industries. Yeah. So like at, at any fingertips, like right now, but like the weird bell curve is there's less and less photographers and more and more photography education. Like it's, it's kind of gone a little bit nuts on that in that direction. The COVID maybe too. <laughs> yeah, with COVID and stuff like that. But like, hey, just have you ever noticed, like when you go for a walk, there's not that many people DSLRs anymore taking photos of things because everyone's using their phone. But if you went back five years ago, there were tons of people. And I think this is something that no one's actually talking about, but you can physically see a decline in it. But then the education is like skyrocketing. So I don't think that is a low-hanging fruit. But our low-hanging fruit could be like how to shoot editorial things, you know, so like something very niche because riches are in the beaches. But for you especially, like your superpower 
isn't starting out your photography business. In fact, you even said that you're bored of it. And so teaching people something that you're bored of is the worst thing to do. It's learning fruit from money, but if that's not the thing that you want to do, it, it doesn't fill your heart and it becomes really hard. So it's better for you to be challenged yourself. And so if you're going to do like a digital product or a course or something, like I do think you need to do something that's like very much you that can't be replaced by AI or other photographers or anyone else in the industry. And they will have to come to you for that experience. If yeah. Success. Yeah. I think, yeah, when I think about experience, I definitely been to retreats myself, not wedding photography ones, for example, but like, you know, whatever, spiritual retreats or something. And I absolutely love it. I love connecting with other people and as well. having people together, doing something, yeah, that's outside of photography. I'm, I know you did the educator one, Langweave in Byron, right? No. But um, that's what I love. I actually in-person connecting with people and, and giving people more time and energy. I feel like there is something there that I could give people for sure that would then make me excited because it is out of my comfort zone. You know what I mean? It's not, I don't feel comfortable speaking in front of people like what you said at the start like I'm the worst public speaker ever but I think that would be challenging myself you know what like it's funny because even so just last week if I rewind I just did the edge kids retreat and so for me it was like sitting in a room of people listening to people but then doing ice baths together and then doing yoga and then just talking and then having drinks and having dinner and just having this whole experience of other people that are like black men, like me. And one thing that I realized is people are not actually searching for the secrets. People are searching for the experiences. And so, so often we think that our online courses or our retreat or anything, it's got to be groundbreaking secrets. But it actually doesn't. If, like the better the experience is, if you can create something that no one else has created, then I would go to you. So for instance, if your information is like similar to my information in your course, but... I get to, and I've already done Joe's course, I already know the thing, but for some reason I can go to your retreat and then I can network with your community and then I can do those experiences and listen to your life experience and things that I can't find on the internet or YouTube or on a podcast or anything else, then all of a sudden it becomes very valuable. So people want that. And so you can do that online, of course. Like I, you know, I do that with the business map and things like that, but it's like, how can you create something people are like this is this is the experience this is where i want to be this is the thing that i need yeah yeah exactly and i could also do that in germany for example where there are way more people and people found it super interesting you know that i moved to the other side of the world and and i get yeah people ask me that the whole time just combining that with you know experiences and talks and bringing different people in that could be really like nourishing for everyone coming there and why not use that time if you think about like even so just talking about germany but like way up north they have I don't know if you heard about that workshop. I have actually. That's just all around Europe. And essentially, like, I know the photographers that run that and they are, uh, they're great photographers, but they don't have to be because they don't get up and speak or do any of that sort of thing. And so it's funny because they are the curators. They bring together their favorite artists that, and give them on stage to share and teach and then they sell tickets to that thing. So that's exactly what I was talking about. It was like, you don't need to be the expert and the best of the best for something like this. If you actually wanted to go out there, get relentless, create something that no one else is doing, you could create like a little conference or a workshop or a retreat like that where you're not even the main educator. You know? Yeah. And it takes a little sort of pressure off, right? That you have to do be amazing and give them everything. And kind of like, yeah, you just collaborate with other people. And I have so many people I know that will be perfect for this too. Exactly. And I think one of the most valuable people that no one ever talks about, the most valuable people that we have amongst us are curators, like people and facilitators, like people that actually can bring this person over here that's looking for something and this person over here that has something and connecting the two. And then so your whole job is to be good enough at marketing, to bring those people in and good enough people skills to, so then the experts trust you. And then you are the one that like your whole job is to create this experience so your whole job is the business basically and like that's really cool like, yeah. i love that like i love that for myself yeah that's super exciting because you can bring everything together that you would want at a workshop for example yeah. you know i was like there's nothing out there that i would exactly want to do like i don't know doing some you know random stuff like drawing something i feel like it's sometimes missing and it's like all creative you know getting your creativity going and i would just love to bring heaps of different things in yeah. into that at the same time then you know somehow chasing the the editorial maybe fashion space as well and um yeah that probably gives me a bit more challenges but as, as, as you said it gives you challenges but it's also like very on point of exactly where you want to move 
Yeah. So if your whole thing wasn't money, but you'd love to be an editorial photographer, like I'll post and be going, let's go, like, I want to be one of the best editorial photographers on the planet. I want to be known by everybody. Like that's the top person I am. And so then I'm like, well, to do that, the quickest way is I'm going to start creating these retreats. I'm going to bring people on. I'm going to bring on the best of the best so I can extend my network, meet more people, get more referrals. And then you will get known by everybody as an expert really fast as well in space. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, it's all up to you. So, so often we don't realize that it's up to us how fast we want to show up and blow up. You know, it's like in our hands. So I can sit here all day and give you all the different strategies. But the second that you go like, yes, I'm doing this thing, then there's nothing that's going to stop you. Yeah, exactly. It's just always so many different steps, right? Yeah. And you just have to write it down, actually do the work. Okay, so <laughs> just, just like going practical, I would never start another business until, and to chase any ideas, until I can fully envision the whole thing, every single thing. So for instance, if I was going to start like a, a retreat company like this and, and do these things, like I want to be able to sit there and envision like what people are sitting on, what food are they drinking? Like, what does it smell like? How hot is it in the room? Like, what are people saying? What are people looking for? And I envision the whole thing, the whole experience. And the second that I can do that and I'm like, oh, that's fun and that's a good experience, then I would pursue that. But most people, they do the opposite where they like create something and then they fall into it and then they don't really know what they're doing. So it's hard to find success when it's like that. But when you got the vision, then you can just chase that vision. You know exactly where you're going and it stops you from thinking about all the other ideas. Because as entrepreneurs, one of the biggest self-sabotage things that we have is we chase too many ideas instead of just the one idea. And I do this. This is my downfall. My biggest downfall is I chase too many ideas. And so I know this from personal experience. It's like I need to envision the one. I envision all of them, actually. So I go through every idea and I envision all of them. And then I choose the one that I'm like, okay, so I know that one's going to make the most impact, the most money. I'm going to feel the most fulfilled. I'm going to be challenged the most in the best way possible. It's uncomfortable. And then it sort of ticks all these boxes for me. And I'm like, that's the one I have to do. And then I allow myself to let go of all the rest. Yes. Yeah. And just pursue and concentrate on one thing. Just the one thing. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like I have to, you know, be a bit more stable in my wedding photography business to then get that a bit more running by itself, yes, maybe. Like it was sort of saying at the start, yeah. it's like, so this is the one thing you got now. Wedding photography business, yeah. right? So if you break away too quick, it stands to lose. Like when you envision this new life, step one is like, okay, so make my business run like a machine. So it just brings in money and gives me more time, which means I need to hire the right people. I need to implement the right things, the right strategies for marketing. So I'm not there hustling all the time, like whatever it is. And then step two is like rinse and repeat that business, grow it up. And then you know what to do from the rest because you've already envisioned it. So you can kind of like fill it out from that. Because at the moment I'm often stuck and I don't have enough time. You know, as you try to wear all the hats and do all the things, but I definitely have to get more streamlined in that, that I don't actually, that I can be in the more visionary space, right? You know, and I don't know about you. I don't know if you feel this way, but I get, when I'm working in my business, not on my business, I find it really hard to imagine things and see outside. Like you go so micro instead of macro. Yeah. And the second that you give yourself more space, you go macro and then you can see the vision again. And I lose the vision all the time. Yeah, exactly. That's what now when I'm traveling and somewhere else, see different things, I get so creative and have like so many visions. But then when I'm stuck in the work, sometimes I'm like, oh, yeah, I need to do this and that. Mm. And then it's actually good to just step out and, yeah, recalibrate, right? Yeah, recalibrate. <laughs> and I even think like um, personally, like I stopped shooting weddings last year and it was because of this reason. I was like, I was like doing all this education stuff. I'm like envisioning big things and the next minute I was at a wedding and then I'm like snowballing with emails and admin and then editing and everything else traveling around and then doing all this stuff and I was like man this is no longer serving me because it's not actually pushing me I've already won the awards I've already shot around the world I've already hit the bucket list I wanted to hit I already made the money I'm like I need something more yeah 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 I feel I'm definitely hitting there too a little bit just, yeah. just having yeah Something new to be super excited about. Yeah. It's really hard though, because like if you, so you're learning to move on with this business, but I moved on without my business and it's really hard to let go of something you built before because you let go of a piece of yourself, it feels like, you know, so like you let go of your own identity. Like my identity was, I was a photographer and people still say, Jai, like you're a photographer. And I'm like, I'm not actually. Like I was in a past life, you know, so when I was, um, 
when I was an electrician, like I gave that up and people would still be like, Jai's an electrician when they're, you know, my brother would introduce me into something. I'm like, I'm not actually, I'm a photographer, right? And so now people do that and I'm like, I'm not actually, I'm a, I'm a business coach. You know, so it's an interesting thing that you like morph and change your career as you move forward, but then you have to let go of your past self and, and yeah. the uh, accolades and everything that came with, right? The name that you built and the work and the portfolio, all the stuff. Yeah, yeah. It's funny how that changes. Like I used to work in corporate uh, industry in Germany. I was always like so embarrassing. Oh, yeah, I work in an office because I hated it, you know? And then I was so excited to be like, oh, I'm a photographer. You know, it's just the way you say it to yourself as well is so interesting, right? Like how you, you say, I'm really proud, you know, I'm a business coach. Well, you know, it took me a long time to say proudly that I was a photographer. And then it took me a long time to say proudly I was a business coach. Like even like Lilu caught me a few times, but people said, what do you do? I'm like, oh, I'm a teacher. And Lilu's like, you're not a teacher. Like, that's weird. And I'm like, oh, I don't really know what I am. And so like you, you step into a new space, but you don't really have the title yet or, you know, whatever it is. Yeah. Imposter syndrome. We do not be the best you attach to it. Yeah. And so even for that, like I, that's why they want you to change your name for the new business because... What I have learned is instead of letting go of identities like I did for Free the Bird, it's like you bring it with you. And so people now know that I am a podcaster, I am a photographer, I have a fashion label, I'm a business coach, I'm a mentor, like, you know, so I'm a public speaker, you know, I'm, I'm so many different things. And so people are not annoyed about that. It's kind of like they've come along on the journey with me. And I think it's a, in my wise um, my wise years these days, I think that was the right decision to make. Yes, yeah, and it's so interesting how you, yeah, change everything and, yeah, I feel like you're on a good path. Yeah, and, like, I think it's, like, done of the days where you build a business that's, like, separate from, from you, in a sense, of, like, just the names and stuff like that, and these days, like, stepping into a business that's, like, actually represents you as, like, a personal brand, I think it, like, can take you to a whole nother level. Especially like just powerful. For Elon Musk is a perfect example because he actually has a lot of business. So let's look up SpaceX, Twitter, you know, Tesla, like all these different things. He may not be the majority shareholder, like whatever it is, but we still. So he is the brand over the top of those, though, and so he's like built that brand, you know. So when he's tweeting, he's not tweeting from Tesla. He's tweeting from Elon Musk, and when he's like on his whatever he is on, he like writes from himself. And so then we identify him as the entrepreneur that works in those companies. The company's not him. Does that make sense? Yes. Yeah. So often we build somebody and then we are the company. And then it's weird because then I'm like, if someone emails me, like, because they got a complaint, I'm like, are they actually emailing Jared? Yeah. You know, like if I'm emailing Tesla, I'm like, emailing Elon Musk. It's not, yeah. it's not it, bro. No, no. Yeah. Earth yeah, and so like it, that's the thing. Like we want to build ourselves bigger than the, than the companies and businesses that we grow ourselves. Yeah, exactly. Even like having a VA, you know, answering emails and stuff. You know, people are, people don't mind if it's not you because it's your it's your business. That's what I found out now. Hiring uh, or getting associates just for weddings, people are okay with it, and it blew my mind. From the moment I sent the first email, being okay, I'm not available, but someone from my team, you know, is available. And I was like, oh my God, they booked it. And it's not even me shooting, but they trust me and my brand that it will be the same. Yeah, and, and that was a huge change last year that, that, that came in. And yeah, it definitely blew my mind. Yeah, what, did, did that break some limiting beliefs for you? Yeah, absolutely. Because like, it always said, oh, I, I have to shoot it. People only come to me because it needs to be me and my work. But at the same time, it, it doesn't. Was it hard for you to sort of go through that journey? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, but I felt like, oh my God, I could have done that so much earlier. Just always, you know, oh no, you can't. And you jumped and then it worked out. You're like, I could have done that. Yes, I was so mind blown. I was like, oh my God, this is so easy. It, was just, it just took me like two sentences in my email that I had to swap out. And that's it. Yeah. And now I'm, I'm yeah, getting, getting more bookings for associate work and stuff. And I'm like, this is, this is actually way more easy than I thought. It's amazing, hey, because we have these massive roadblocks in front of us all the time. And then... Once we overcome this roadblock, we're like, oh my God, that was so easy. Why didn't I do that a long time ago? Yeah, <laughs> yeah exactly. Yeah. And I'm also quite bad for like putting myself out there sometimes. I don't know, on a six-figure business map, oh, I can't post this. I'm like, you know, sometimes I get into those mindsets, even yeah. though I know it's not true, right? But yeah, it's like you don't really want to be in the center of attention. But at the same time, having your own business, you, you have to because it's, it's you presenting your business. Yeah. yeah. So I'm kind of like often back and forth. Have sometimes I don't post much on socials, but then I'm back and post everything. And yeah, it's really funny how it goes. 
It is funny. And I guess like it's really cool when you start breaking some limiting beliefs for yourself. You can start seeing where other people are stuck in a limiting belief. Like someone might come to you and they're like, no, no one's ever going to hire a photographer if it's not actually you shooting it. But you've gone through it. So you're like, well, actually, I've done that before. And so I know I wish someone told me to do it sooner and they did it. And so it took me a long time to work it out on my own. So I love that because like even this kind of stuff that you're doing now, it's like I remember that moment where I'm exactly where you were. And so it feels really cool to sort of just see it from that point and then get excited about the transformation that you'll go through. It's like, yes, you're about to, like there's some cool yeah. shit coming for you. you yeah. Know? So that's what it feels like. Yeah, I feel it in the air. So there's some good stuff coming and also yeah. opportunities happening, right? You just have to be open for it yeah. and see them as well and then take them and not just be like, oh, no, I'm stuck in doing this. Yeah. So, um, and there's so much out there, you know, and yeah, so I'm definitely really excited about traveling, Europe, meeting new people, connecting and all about collaborating. Listen to a book that I'm reading right now that's called Driven. It got recommended to me actually from someone from the business map. I don't know how people look at it, but. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it's real interesting because they talk about like how evolved people are and like entrepreneurs are like less evolved. So it's by um, Douglas Brackman. Mm-hmm. So they talk about like how entrepreneurs are like less evolved than everybody else. And so if you're going into that, into that realm, they talk about like the chromosomes and all this kind of stuff. But essentially, entrepreneurs haven't evolved to the nine to five and to a safe world where the world's completely safe. And so it's an interesting concept, but where we sort of sit is a little bit down and we are still hunting and we're still looking out for danger. So those two things. And so because that reason, we still use that intuition all the time where we are assessing if this is a good idea or not a, or not a good idea. So we do a lot of like multi-thinking as well. So you can easily assess the situation because you're conditioned and that's the way that your mind works, right? And then hunting for opportunities. The reason why some people get opportunities and others don't, everyone gets the same opportunities. They come everywhere, right? But one is actually hunting for them and they identify it and then they think quick and then they reassess, is this scary? Is this not scary? Is this a good idea? It is. And then they can make a decision really fast where the other one, like the nine to five, it's like you don't even know there's an opportunity coming for you. You don't even know if it's there. If it's there, you don't know if it's a good idea or if it's dangerous or what. Well, you know, so you've lost the intuition when it comes to that stuff. So I think that's a really good book for you to even just read like where you are right now because I feel like it will open up your mind to a lot of different. Yeah, thank you. I definitely put it in my list. That sounds awesome. Yeah, I feel like I'm definitely a super intuitive person. As I'm going to oh, I don't have a good feeling about this. Or, oh, yeah, I'm just going for it. Like yeah. back in the day when I started with photography or something that just, just, just doing it, right? It's, it's a big step where lots of people are like, no, I can't, I'm not good enough or whatever, just, just starting it up. And yeah, it's now good. Just- it's like one of the most important things, I think. And so it's funny because whenever I ask someone like, why'd you do that? You know, and it's like a big project. I don't know. I just felt like it was a good idea. Yeah, it's just an interhappened right? feeling. Yeah, yeah. And like I knew it was going to work out and like amazing. Yeah. Like keeping that slip stream. Yeah, exactly. It's, it's like I know lots of um, uh, photographers in my area, they're like, oh, wanting to start out, want to book a wedding and, you know, just seeing them. And I've been exactly there, you know, and, and yeah, I feel like I, c- I could, you know, give them so many good tips at the same time. It's like, like you said, people that are just a few steps, maybe two years behind, like behind you. Yeah, that's like really exciting seeing that change, and then uh, yeah, giving some tips and, and helping out. So yeah, cool. Lots of kids out there. <laughs> it's interesting because sometimes like it's um, it's like, do you want to know the how, which is the how to, which is like a tutorial of exactly what to do or sometimes you just need to know you just need permission so it's like permission of going like yes i'm going to go the next step or sometimes you need motivation or sometimes you need inspiration and we're all at different levels and so you know when you first start funny enough the main thing that you actually need is how to's you need tutorials because we there's a whole world out there we just have no idea of anything and then the learning curve is like we're at the very start of it so everything blows our minds but when you start getting more established in your business and you get to a point where like maybe it feels a little bit boring because you're already killing it in your business and things like that, it's actually funny because you actually need more motivation and inspiration. And I hear this a lot, like I will read a book and I love this book and my friend will be like, yeah, but there's not enough how-tos, it's too fluffy. But I listen to it and I'm like, man, it's the exact motivation that I need right now. Like I am so ready, you know? Yes. 
And I feel like right now it's sort of like what you need. It's like you just need, like you need the permission to go out there and make this happen. But you do need that inspiration of like, man, I need to see some big people doing some big things and I'm keen to get into that strip. Like, And also you don't need the how-tos because you already can trust yourself that you're resourceful enough that you can work out the thing, the problem that comes and that arises for you. Yes. Um, question about, I would love to have a bit more of a community of like entrepreneurs that are like maybe, you know, a year ahead of me or having hired those people. I find it quite tricky where I'm based to, to, to connect with those people or, or I'm not sure if they're around or maybe I'm just, you know, like in friendships and stuff, most of them are em employed. So I can't really, you know, bounce ideas and stuff. So do you have any idea? Would you, yeah, cool. like online community, of course, but. Yeah. So, I mean, there is lots out there, but as you start getting more success and having more life experiences, like there's less and less communities. But a lot of the times, like so many entrepreneurs feel like this and make them feel like stuck or, you know, they just don't have the bright group of people that are like in front of them. And that's why a lot of people pay. And that's why there's like masterminds and stuff. Like, so a lot of like people that I know that are like hit big things, they, they pay like $20,000 to fly to New Mexico to go to this mastermind that's gone for a week and there's a whole bunch of people doing ice baths and hanging out and we're talking strategy and stuff like that. Yeah. Because you get to a point where it's like to be stimulated in the same way, to talk to those people that are doing big things, it's pretty hard to just come by and find those people, you know. So they're out there doing stuff, but busy. Busy people. Yeah. And so that's why like even when I first started, I was like, who the hell would ever pay for like a massive mastermind like this? Or like I remember looking at one, it was like $70,000. So I was like, who the fuck would pay for this? But now where I am now, I'm literally like, I wouldn't. You know, like I, it's because the, those people are making a hundred plus million per year and they're doing this and that and they're best-selling authors and everything else. I'm like, I want to be in that room. Yeah. I, I want to go make some money right now so I can be in those rooms because otherwise, how else will I ever get into those rooms? You know? Yeah, exactly. Just meeting those people, right? Yeah. Those kind of yeah. events. Exactly. Yeah. Yeah, meeting those people and, so, and just being surrounded by the energy. Mm -hmm. So you never know. Like one thing that I've learned is like people are always willing to help. And so you just got to get into, into the right rooms. And when you get into the right rooms, it's like you have them right conversations. Like it doesn't matter what you're talking about. Yes. Because it's like it all builds the relationship. It builds friendship and connection and all that kind of stuff. And it's with people that are just like you that are also like, hey, it gets pretty lonely out here. That's why I came to this thing. And I'm doing all these big things, but sometimes I need it. Exactly. That's the power of meeting people in person too, right? Like all those retreats, like you actually connect and on a deeper level. Yeah. That's why I'm like, um, you know, so, so many times, like even like the business maps, like change a lot of people's lives because it's like, you know, someone was in Chicago and they feel disconnected and lonely and they're on this journey where they're trying to build a business and, you know, whatever it is. And then all of a sudden they can join a community where it's just like tons of people because that's the way that you do it, you know? And so, and as you move your way up through your success levels and throughout, throughout life, like you need to find new groups, new people, new masterminds. And a lot of the times it's kept more expensive, of course. Yeah. And that's the cool thing too. So when, when it is expensive, so for instance, like that one that was $70,000, like I am like, I want to go to that because I would pay $70,000 for it, which means that that guy could demand 70 grand from me, then I want to learn what he's doing. You know what I mean? Like that's, yeah. that's the way that my brain works. I'd never think like, oh, it's a brief off one thing. I'm like, the fact that I'm considering it means I need to be there. Yeah. It's true. Yeah. Actually. Yeah. So you sold me on that, man. If I can show me the secret. Exactly. I'm, like, I'm so interested. Yeah. yeah. And that's been so exciting for you, right? I'll be there. Oh my God, you've booked something like that. And you're like, oh my God, I want to go there, you know? <laughs> and yeah, I mean, it's really scary. Yeah. Super scary. Like it's scary to spend that much money on something, especially if you don't have that money. You have to go out there and like hustle and make it work. And, and you know, it's a big goal and dream and whatever. But the thing is like, and as you grow more, so we always know that we are, the, like the battle is us against us. And so the only thing holding you back from having associate shooters is that you didn't have the courage to change the email, right? So it's like you fought you finally gave in and then you won the battle and it was a fuck yes but they did it so easy too amazing why never was I battling myself for so long yeah, this yeah. is only ourselves and so it's every stage of um business is like that it's like the first time I hit a million dollars in my business in one year I'm like fuck why did it take me so long because I was holding myself back not my team not like my earphones not my friends not my family not my experiences like it's just me yes you know and so 
sometimes like just getting into that new room and like paying some money and talking to someone, it's like that allows you to be like to break off those sh- shackles because like, well, I paid the money now, so I'm ready to ready to get a return on my investment. And I think just like it's just such a big journey. Yeah, yeah, exactly. No, oh, it sounds so exciting. Gives me already so many ideas and well, man, yeah, to see what else is out there and just yeah, connecting with people and and all those other things and work on my business, of course. <laughs> yeah, like and like I said, like just circling back to what you're doing, like. The cool thing is working on your business instead of in your business with the vision of like you're going to repeat every process to do it all over again, to me gets me excited. Like when I think about it, because I'm like, there's like a future again. Because right now you're living in the future that you built. Like five years ago, you had a dream. Like you said, I, I would have died to be in a in a helicopter. <laughs> and there you're in that future. And so what which which means there is no more future. Like where are you in five years' time? So that's why you're sitting here now. Because it's like I'm fucking lost because I've already reached. Yeah, and, but it doesn't feel fulfilling. You know what I mean? It never feels fulfilling. Yeah. You never hit the destination. That's yeah. the weird thing. It's like, weird. Yeah, so it's like I'm here, but like I'm still itchy. I haven't scratched the itch yet. Like it makes no sense. And so that's why you need to readjust and pivot the map and then go, okay, so I've got a new compelling future. Because the only thing that's going to keep you going is have that new compelling future. And then, then you can build a new map around that new future. Yeah, but it keeps changing the whole time, right? Like every few months I'm like, new ideas, oh my God, this, this, this. Yeah. That's, it, it's quite stressful because some people, there's, oh my God, I'm going to be, when I work in the office for the next 10 years, exciting. And for me, it's like not exciting, you know? I'm just, it, it's like constant change and challenge and you're constantly like reinventing yourself at the same time. So yeah, it's definitely exciting where, where we're heading, but at the same time, it's scary because I'm not sure what, is, what it looks like, right? I mean, that's the thing, like, we always try and keep ourselves scared. Yeah. It's the thing that keeps us. Yeah, yeah, that's actually right. So true. True. Are you happy? Yes. <laughs> Man, that was awesome. Hey, Make Your Breakers. Want to streamline your audible dose of inspiration, motivation, and creative biz insights with a custom playlist made just for you? Um, was that a yes, please? Kicking our arses into gear, sifting through all of Make Your Breaks episodes to date. Yep, we're talking all 200 plus episodes. We've meticulously curated some banging playlists just for you. We want to help you to make that break ASAP. So whether you're a newbie or have listened to every episode a million times, jump into the show notes and check out the little something something we whipped up to generate your very own custom playlist.